Hello there, Obi-Wan Kenobi here, and you're listening to Frontlines, the Clone Wars podcast, brought to you by StarWarsDaily.com. The Force will be with you, always. A long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away, the Galactic Republic, Confederacy of Independent Systems, and various mercenary factions vie for control of the galaxy in a seemingly never-ending conflict known as the Clone Wars. Caught in the middle of this epic struggle, the Jedi Knights strive to maintain order and civility in a deadly game that is being manipulated by the Dark Lords of the Sith. From the war-torn front lines, Michael Cohen, Matthew Krenke, and their dedicated team of analysts emerge as voices of truth and stability in these dark and deceptive times. Go ratings! Welcome to the 102nd episode of Frontlines, the Clone Wars podcast for the season 5 premiere, Revival of the Clone Wars. I'm your, uh, well, your brutal host, Joe Lord Bruticus Mignano, the brutal one as they call me. And with me here are my co-hosts, uh, Michael Cohen and Matt the Crankster Cranky. How you doing, gentlemen? Hey. What's happening? Hey, <laughs> what's going on? It's season five, things are getting flipped on its end. What's going on, Mike? Yeah, everybody's really confused right now, I'm sure. Uh, they probably all think that that uh, that we've got a, a new a new co-host. But I uh, Joe actually he contributed to the uh, the trivia from a galaxy far, far away Kickstarter. And uh, and he paid a pretty penny to be on the season five premiere of Frontlines the Clone Wars podcast. So yes. we're uh, we're greatly honored to have you here. Joe. Well, well, I'm honored yes. to be here, and uh, th there is no price too small uh, to help out a friend in need, I've always said. So uh, as long as uh, I can afford it, I'll always help out a, a pal. And uh, uh, Chris was a very worthy pal indeed, and I'm, I'm glad that that book is finally out there on Amazon. Uh, what a book. Uh, I've got a, a copy of it here. It, it's awesome. It really is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good stuff. And he's working on getting that finalized and getting it out there to, to everybody who uh, donated to the Kickstarter project. But you know, Joe, hey, you're here with us today. It's Mike and Matt. Season five is kicking off. We're getting ready to talk about it. But Joe, you, if somebody, let's say, the new listeners to our show, uh, they might not know what's going on with you. You are actually the uh, is it Tyranari? Did uh, I say that right? Uh, yeah, I'm the Tyranari of the Dark Empire. Tell me where you're coming from. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. the Tyranari is the public relations officer of the Dark Empire Costume Club. I'm actually the PR officer of a couple of Star Wars clubs, but uh, the Dark Empire, of course, is uh, well, it's right up there with the 501st Legion and the Mandalorian Mercs and the Rebel Legion and then those guys. And we're uh, custom and canon uh, Sith and Dark Jedi and even Grey Jedi costumers. And of course, we do the charitable thing. Uh, and uh, I've been the Tyranari for about two and a half years and I host our podcast, Dark Empire Radio, and that's been around for about two and a half years. And uh, it, it's a lot of fun, and so uh, that, that's what I do there. Nice. Where can they find the Dark Empire 
uh, podcast? Well, uh, you can find it in a couple places. Of course, on the website there, www.thedarkempire.org, and you can find a Dark Empire Radio on iTunes. Uh, of course, there I would like to be there. And I'm on a. I'm, nice. I also host another Star Wars podcast called uh, Saber Chats. I just put a new episode up. We have a thing called oh, yeah. S- uh, Saber Peace Theater. That's that's uh, a lot of fun. Uh, th- picture your favorite Star Wars uh, scenes uh, set to uh, well music with uh, Disney characters taking the roles of uh, characters in Star Wars. Uh, for example, uh, we give the role of Darth Vader usually to uh, Goofy, and uh, mm-hmm. the role of uh, Luke to Mickey Mouse, and uh, Leia, Minnie Mouse, and uh, in this particular instance of this episode we put up, uh, uh, Winnie the Pooh was taken, uh, actually, Lando <laughs> was taken over by Winnie the Pooh, and so uh, <laughs> I, I, I had to give my role over to that uh, Winnie the Pooh guy. I'm not uh, not very thrilled about it. <laughs> oh, tough luck. Uh, they use the uh, you know, Disney characters this time. So that that's what we do, you know, and uh, it's a lot nice. of fun. It really is. Awesome. Very nice. Awesome. That sounds like fun. Cool. Uh, well, like Matt said, we're back from our uh, insane summer that was the summer of Star Wars Celebration Six, and uh, and and for some of us, uh, uh, we're going to talk about a repeat viewing of Revival. Matt, it's the first yeah. time that you got to see Revival. Uh, right. Joe, did you get to see Revival at the premiere? I did not. I was at Celebration 6 for one day. I flew in. I only managed to get Friday and Saturday off of work. So I flew in on Friday, was there for like the very final hour on Friday. I got there at 6 p.m., <laughs> had one hour in the exhibit hall, and then I was there for all, all of Saturday. And then uh, and I had a panel that I did with uh, Daniel Logan. And then uh, after se- uh, Sunday morning, I flew out. So uh, I got a lot done for one day and one hour, but <laughs> I didn't get to see a lot, of, you know, a lot of the other stuff. But it was it was fun. I did miss the uh, premiere, though. Cool, okay. cool. Well, uh, we're gonna we're gonna get to that. We're gonna talk all about revival and uh, the return of Darth Maul uh, and kicking off season five with a bang. Uh, but before that, we're gonna jump into the news. Uh, all right. Now, no, I did see revival, of course, uh, on iTunes yesterday. If that counts, <laughs> it does. Okay. It does. So he's he's along with me. So let's uh, let's see what's going on in the news. Welcome. I have been expecting. This is just the beginning. This is where the fun begins. Join us or die. Our meeting was not a coincidence. I'm glad you're here to tell us these things. <laughs> All right, Mike. So like uh, we were talking before we started, we got to get to this revival episode. A lot of stuff to talk mm-hmm. about. But we just wanted to hit a, just a couple things real quick. Um, if you haven't seen it, uh, Star Wars or Lego Star Wars: The Empire Strikes Out premiered just a few days ago, and it's been kind of in its rerun state. If you haven't seen this, it is very good. I highly recommend finding this somewhere, whether it's on the internet or checking Clone War or uh, Cartoon Network, to try to find this because I had a great time watching it. Uh, did you have a chance to watch this, Mike? Did you get you a know, to see it, it? It didn't air uh, on Cartoon Network in Canada. We finally have oh, wow. Cartoon Network up here. Uh, it is not a carbon copy of your guys' Cartoon Network, though. Um, we okay. have some of the shows. We don't have all of the shows. We definitely don't have all of the, the same programming blocks that you guys do down in the mm-hmm. States. Uh, part of the reason is because it's split between that and Teletoon, which was our version of Cartoon Network. So um, right. I I assume that eventually we'll get to see this on TV. But uh, but as of right now, I checked my my local listings guide did the whole search thing because I wanted to, to PVR it. And uh, it yeah. didn't didn't come up anywhere on the PVR mm. that I found. So 
So oh, uh, wow. I'll, so I'll probably have to wait a little it. bit unless I can find it through some other means. But uh, but yeah, I mean, with the last one, I, I oh, what was the last one called? The Padawan yeah, the Padawan Menace. Menace. They uh, they released oh. the Blu-ray uh, with a special Lego figure. So I'm right. uh, I'm actually hotly anticipating this one coming out on Blu-ray with a, with another uh, special Lego figure. I, I I haven't seen it yet, so I don't know what they might throw in there if there's any surprises. But uh, like uh, like Han mm-hmm. was in in the previous uh, Lego Star mm-hmm. Wars short, but uh, but it was good. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, I thought it was a little better than the first one. Actually, uh, set in sort of the ot era uh, joe did you get a chance to see that no i haven't uh but i want okay, to now okay so <laughs> okay yeah no it's re- it's really funny it's really good it's got the 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 humor that you can as an adult you can kind of appreciate and my son who is uh nine he was sitting there laughing his butt off the whole time you know some great gags so really good i won't spoil it for you but i'll just give you a quick taste of some of the things you'll see uh in this um in this show check this out and the best part is, we can build it together. Just me and my boys. Yes, Master. I... Did you say boys? see Darth Maul and Darth Vader together and later on in the show sort of battling it out man it was oh man I tell you this is it's pretty funny and and you guys get to to hear like Sam Witwer he was in there you get to hear Brian Blessed who plays uh Boss Nass he's back again awesome. uh, reprising that role you got uh Andy Sacombe who was Watto he's in this thing of course Ahmed Best and the regular cast of characters you know uh, C-3PO Anthony Daniels he does everything now for C-3PO so uh all those great voice actors uh some great gags uh if you guys uh whenever you get it you're gonna love it so if you haven't seen it check it out look for it in the states at least on Cartoon Network I'm sure you can find reruns they've been rerunning it uh, at least the last three or four days. So uh, really good stuff. Cool. A little teaser there for you guys. A little teaser there. Hey, Mike, um, so the last thing before we jump into the recap is, uh, you know, I've been looking around since I was lucky enough to upgrade to the iPhone mm-hmm. 5 a couple weeks ago. Um, there's no cases out there, right? And what person that loves Star Wars doesn't have an iPhone case, yeah. right? I gotta find one. And it looks like for those of you who jumped on the iPhone 5, that they're gonna be uh, doing some Star Wars themed iPhone 5 cases. They have have these now for the iPhone 4 and they're really cool looking. They got, you know, uh, C-3PO, Darth Vader, uh, Chewbacca with a little bit of uh, Wookiee fur on the backside. <laughs> Uh, they got R2-D2 and there's a few more that they're not showing some classic uh, posters style cases but for the five this holiday season it's uh coming from powera.com they're going to come out with the uh, cases for the five and they look really good nothing nothing like fancy as far as like an otter box or anything like that this is more for just showing off your star wars 
uh, cred, I guess. So cool. look out for those uh, later. You got the five, Mike? Did you know I did? No? Well, because I just no. upgraded okay. to the 4S last year. So, uh, and oh, okay. I, oh, you're not missing. I rock a very uh, questionable. Uh, uh, it's it's a ripoff. The, the case is a ripoff. It, it, it's supposed to be a Superman case. Uh, it came from Hong Kong. I purchased it off eBay. Uh, it's Superman on the back. <laughs> uh, so it's got the logo. It's kind of this cool, uh, uh, dark, uh, sort of steel-looking, uh, like a brushed steel almost. <laughs> but then on the sides, it's supposed to say Superman and Man of Steel on the sides. But it says uh, it says Avengers. Or sorry, it, is, it says Assemble and Shield on the side because um, mm-hmm. apparently Superman is a member of the Avengers now, according to Whoa, according man. according to the knockoff <laughs> artists in uh, in in China. That's uh, <laughs> that's the way that it goes. So I right. uh, you know I, I make do with it. It's a pretty cool case. I get to rock both my Marvel and my DC love with that, and then I. All my sound effects on my phone. Anybody who who hung out with me at C6 will attest to this. My uh, my phone's uh, sounds are all keyed to uh, to Star Wars stuff. So, uh, you know, when I nice. get an email, it sounds like a lightsaber. When I get a text, it's R2D2, and uh, the <laughs> alarm is R2 getting spit out of a dragon snake. So, so I I, I got to spread the love nice. all around, right? And then and then the wallpaper yeah. kind of it changes on a regular basis to whatever is incredibly cool at the moment but i tell you i i love that chewbacca case Isn't i love that, that. i didn't even notice it's furry, it. yeah. but i gotta feel one for reals and and find it like because because yeah. you know sometimes that that faux fur can be a little bit greasy a little bit gross yeah. and and really artificial feeling but sometimes it can just be the greatest thing in the world and i can just see myself if i get that i just be like sitting there just petting my phone all the time uh it would be a nice uh you sort of just uh yeah. just keep myself focused uh in meetings and that sort of thing just petting my phone but uh so i'll have to keep an eye out for the uh, you said there were iphone 4 versions of it as well yeah they're actually you can find those right now okay um over at power power okay. so you can jump on cool. those power now, but, yeah, definitely cool power have to check that out yeah, and uh, well, here's one more thing, and I didn't even put it on here, but um, I found this on the CloneWarsPodcast.com website. Tons of news coming out of there all the time with Tim heading up the posting over there. Hey, uh, Xbox 360, if you're on yeah. that, supposedly a new Star Wars First Assault game is coming out. Uh, we don't know when. We don't but, even know what. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Well, there, there was, a, I guess, a picture yes. of it, but it's, yeah, it's so vague that you don't know what's going yeah. on. Is it a first-person shooter? Uh, is it uh, third party? You know, whatever it is, we don't know yet. But it's coming to the arcade, so interesting. And then I also heard rumblings about, again, more rumblings of, uh, uh, what's the the game? Battlefront. Battlefront. Yeah. Battlefront Three. Yeah, more rumblings of that. So you never know. That thing is just not dying. Uh, so we so might the, see that. the rumor we'll see. right now is that I, I first assault is. Uh, essentially, everything that they had for Battlefront, all of the assets and everything, they kind of took that and rolled it into uh, maybe a more simplified experience or something of the sort. Mm, so okay. uh, I'm sure now that mm. it's leaked, now, now that that information is out there unofficially, I'm sure that we'll get an official uh, announcement sometime soon. But uh, mm. and and you know what, I'm I'm gonna bank on on it not just being a. Uh, 
an Xbox title. It, it's it, the image that leaked, the information that leaked had to do with it being on the Xbox Live Marketplace, uh, the Live Arcade. But uh, I'm sure that this is also going to come to PSN, and I wouldn't be surprised if it comes to the Wii U as well. Um, yeah. Because, yeah, I, Star Wars isn't really known for releasing on one console unless there's a good reason, like Star Wars Connect or uh, things of that nature that, that are sort of inhibited by only being on one platform or... or on occasion, something just gets released on the PC and doesn't come to anything else. So if it is, in fact, uh, actually, if it's any of the three or four things that it possibly could be, if it's a first-person shooter a la Battlefront, uh, or mm -hmm. if it's a, a, a real-time strategy game, kind of like, uh, um, oh, what was the last one called? The strategy game? Yeah. As far as a, a console game? Uh, no, it wasn't console. It was PC. Uh, Empire of War or something like that. I can't remember. But, uh, uh -huh. or it, it's, I think that it could be, if it's a live arcade game, uh, I think it could be a tower defense game. Um, which mm. means that if it's that, then we could see it on a bunch of different platforms, including uh, handhelds. So, Panels, so right, yeah. we'll I yeah we'll them. see we'll see what what comes of this and we'll definitely keep everybody updated uh, and clonewarspodcast.com is the best place to be to uh, to keep up to date with that stuff because that's where I get my news it's my website mm -hmm. okay like I can't stress <laughs> this enough yeah it's my own website but I am constantly now reading stuff on that website. I mean, like, well, I did not know that, you know, like uh, exactly. Tim is just, yeah. the guy's a news hound. He's incredible. He, he like yeah. the second it goes up online somewhere, he found it and, and he's got it posted on the website within like an hour. So, uh, so clonewarspodcast.com. I used to tell everybody to go there just cause I wanted the traffic just because, you know, it, that, that matters when you're in the uh, free internet entertainment business. But, uh, <laughs> but now I can honestly say go to clonewarspodcast.com because Tim's keeping us all informed over there. So, uh, Oh yeah. So good for him. That's awesome. But, uh, let's, uh, let's, we ready to jump into the recap. I think we're ready. Joe, you ready? Excuse me. I think he is. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> no, note to right, self, let's... never drink diet soda during a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's head on over to the beginning of season five. Something is stirring in the underworld. Remember, there can only be two. You are our secret weapons. <laughs> There are some citizens of the Republic who believe the Jedi Order is not what it used to be. We can help you reclaim Mandalore. Oh my, look at the time. Well, my work is done. You are a clone and a soldier in the Republic Army. I sense a deep anger in you. Everything that you fought so hard for will be destroyed. Anakin! Sometimes heroes fall, despite their strength. Onderon is out. We are brothers. The Alright, 
Starting off, uh, Mike, with season five. Here we go. Hit us. Uh, after being restored to power by Mother Talzin, Darth Maul joins forces with his brother, Savage Opress, to spread terror and chaos across the Outer Rim. By rage and vengeance, the brothers search for a new purpose as reports of their brutal attacks spread across the galaxy. And, you know, we're starting off, Mike, and we <clears throat> that's what we asked the question we had after last season's finale is, uh, you know, what's going to happen? If, and we find out these guys have been spreading chaos throughout the galaxy. I was kind of I was kind of hoping we would see something of how Obi-Wan and Ventress ended that little partnership. But, uh, of course, we get Obi-Wan on this, so we, they kind of glossed over that. But it's okay. We kind of find out what these guys have been up to. Joe, um, I assume you're up to date with the Clone Wars? Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I, I watch it okay. all on iTunes. Just watched it, uh, well, uh, just a few hours ago. <laughs> and, and, uh, okay, yeah, cool. and it, uh, what an episode. Yeah. Now, what is your – and we're going to kick it off to the next one here real quick. I just want to ask you real quick. Uh, what is your feeling on the whole Darth Maul returning that upset you? You don't care. Uh, you'll see how it goes. What's your feeling? Well, I have that? to admit, and of course, you know, I, I, I'm very uh, particular towards the Sith. But uh, I, I was—I had some trepidation about uh, Darth Maul's return. But once yeah. he came <laughs> back and we got past that whole spider thing, yeah, yeah, I—I I, I love yeah. it. Uh, it. Definitely something I think the Clone Wars needed. Yeah, good, good stuff. That's what I, I think. You said it right, right there. After we got through that spider thing, uh, and then I'll talk about this more on this episode. Uh, I really love where they're starting to go with this, but I'll continue here. In the Cyblock system of the Meridian Sector, a remote space station mysteriously loses power. The station's security droids fan out, patrolling the offices and corridors to find out to find the source of the disturbance. Maul and Savage cut through the droids and make their way into one of the main offices of the station. There, Savage slices through the lock on a large vault and finds a fortune in credits or fortune in credit chips waiting inside. And Mike, here's the thing with this. Here's what I love already is this this dynamic between Maul and Savage, right? Here's Savage. He he finds the money and immediately he thinks, you know what? Here's cash. All right on. Here's and Maul's going, time out, big fella. You know, this is not what we're about. You are so clueless of what's going on right now. Assuming that obviously that leadership role. And uh, kind of breaking it down to Savage, like, you're the apprentice, I'm the master, and this is our goal, not money and, and wealth it has nothing to do with what we're after. So uh, I really love how they started us off. What do you think, Mike? Yeah, uh, well, actually, I was going to say, I, the, the, um, the comic that came out over the course of the summer, it, uh, I got it in the other room, and I meant to bring it in here with me. Um, but I, they released a, a short uh, Clone Wars, one of the one of those little digest graphic novels, uh, and mm -hmm. uh, it takes place between the season finale of season four and the season premiere of season five. And it it does have about three or four pages that deal with uh, Obi Wan Kenobi and Asajj Ventress. Um, he even gives her the opportunity to come with him back to the Jedi Temple and to sort of uh, um, sort not necessarily stand trial, but but maybe uh, sort of if she turns herself in there, they might be able to work something out where she can atone for for everything that she's done. Um, and she she says thanks, but no thanks and, and sort of goes off on her own. But I. Uh, 
there is also a little bit of action. Uh, it's sort of just, it's actually very similar to, to this first scene with Savage and, and Maul. And they're kind of going from place to place, trying to figure out how they're going to, um, how they're going, how they're going to go about attaining what they need to attain. And, and credits are a very small part of what they need to do. So uh, this first moment is kind of a continuation of that thought. And Savage, you're right, doesn't have any clue just how grand Maul's uh, uh, ambitions are. Uh, And his, his revenge uh, I think right now we're supposed to think is very focused on Kenobi, but uh, uh, man, he's got to be a little bit, a little bit miffed that the Clone Wars are going on and proceeding without him and with this Dooku guy instead, and and General Grievous. I mean, I he, so I think that there's a his revenge plan has a little bit more uh, than uh, than Kenobi. Uh, sort of at the, at the tip of the spear. So um, I, I think he's going to, we're going to find out very quickly that, that he's got plans to take over his own sort of sector of the galaxy, if not the entirety of the galaxy. I mean, he's a Sith in his own right, and now he's got his own apprentice. And uh, yeah, so so he, he the the galaxy is the limit for him. Okay, you guys want me to read my uh, part here? I'm sorry, I, had, I was on mute there for a second. Uh, Joe, do you think uh, they're doing that, what Mike said, as far as um, maybe trying to throw us off the path with Kenobi, and then they're going to throw in, like, he's really going after Sidious? I mean, you think they can go that route? Well, I think Maul's driving force <clears throat> is definitely revenge. It, it, it's And it's, I think it's dangerous for Maul, and Maul doesn't realize it, of course, because, uh, well, maybe the dark side's clouding his vision. But, I mean, his, his single driving, his, his one solitary driving force there is specifically revenge against Obi-Wan Kenobi. He doesn't seem to care about anything else. Uh, and uh, I, I think, though, that uh, uh, he definitely does want uh, to confront Sidious, and he does want uh, the Sith pretender Dooku out of the way. So, yeah, I think so, but his primary right. drive seems to be uh, the elimination of Kenobi. Still. So, yeah. Kenobi, yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, that definitely makes sense there. Um, yeah, you can go ahead and read. Uh, you're next. Okay. Maul cares little for riches. His primary concern is coming up with a plan to deal with the Jedi, who he fears will come after the brothers in force now that they know that Maul still lives. Savage wishes for an equal partnership with his brother, but Maul declares that he is the master and Savage is his apprentice. Savage defiantly ignites his lightsaber to challenge his brother's authority. After a brief duel, Maul easily subdues Savage and firmly establishes his place of power in their relationship. <laughs> yeah, I can see how uh, Savage would not take kind to that. I mean, after all, if it weren't for if it weren't for Savage Press, uh, Maul wouldn't be here in his uh, well, his uh, you know, with, with all of his yeah. marbles intact, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and uh, that's this is <clears throat> where I'm loving where they're going with with Maul. And <clears throat> like you said, Joe, earlier, it was a little trepidation, even on my part, and a lot of people in the in the uh, Star Wars community are like, "Man, I don't get this." You know, um, Kenobi dealt with them but this could also be one of those things like they did with like they're doing mike with uh dooku and anakin where they're meeting a lot they're dueling a lot you know and it's kind of building up to that last uh fight they had in episode three 
But um, yeah, I love where they're going with these two, and and Savage is now the the quote unquote apprentice now, and he's he gets humbled real yeah. quick, and uh, you know he finds out that Maul is very powerful. So uh, good stuff. Go ahead, Mike. <clears throat> A Jedi shuttle carrying Jedi Master Obi-Wan Kenobi and Adi Galea emerges from hyperspace, responding to a distress signal from the station. Kenobi and Galia have been following the wake of destruction left by the Sith brothers and believe this to be their work. The Jedi meet with the supervisor of the station who verifies that the attackers were lightsaber-wielding Zabreks. He reveals that the assailants have escaped aboard a stolen cargo freighter and are headed for Florum. Was that a blue snaggletooth? It, it was indeed. They actually <laughs> talked about it at a, at a little bit of length. Uh, at the premiere, uh, and and he just sort of he threw that in there for the fans. Uh, that that's uh, sort of he he had the opportunity to to just you know make this guy whatever he wanted, and he thought, let's go with the blue snaggletooth. Everybody, out of that. <laughs> so so yeah, the blue snaggletooth is in there. I uh, no no word on you know we got to check the. It it sucks because back in the days when we had the data bank at its at its uh, greatest, it's being updated mm-hmm. all the time and and sort of connecting all these sorts of things. Uh, now we have Wikipedia or Wikipedia, I should say, for that. But uh, which makes it a little bit less official. But back in the day, they would have gone right in and uh, and added an entry into the blue snaggletooth, connecting him from that moment in in revival to uh, to the cantina scene. <laughs> <laughs> so word on whether or not this is in fact the same snaggletooth and i know that's going to be incredibly important to some of our listeners uh i have no idea why but but it will be so you know like they don't, don't want to mess yeah. with the continuity of an important character like blue snaggletooth you can mess with the mandalorians all you want nobody <laughs> blue snaggletooth. keep it clean yeah. Hey, and what was funny about this was the way he was talking. He was like, he was a Southern character. He, you know, he's talking, he says something like, uh, Jedi going rogue or something. And he, he has this, Southern is the only thing I can think of because he had this kind of a draw to him and, and the way he spoke uh, with the sons and this and that. It, it just reminded me of uh, somebody from the South. So interesting stuff, man. We got some. Uh, out of there that it sounded an awful lot like him. And he was like, that sounds nothing like me. And I didn't say he sounded exactly like him, but they sounded like they could they could, <laughs> they could co-host a podcast together. And uh, sound sound pretty good, I think. I thought. There I thought he go. sounded like Cooter on the Dukes of Hazard from way back. There you go, Cooter, yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's for this old guy's era, Joe. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> let me uh, let's continue here. In space above Florum, a weakway saucer ship run by the pirate Jiro approaches a drifting cargo vessel. Sensor scans reveal that life forms are aboard, but the hyperdrive and reactor are inoperative. Zero grins at such easy pickings and orders his crew to raid the vessel. The pirates find crates loaded with weapons and expensive spice. But before they can celebrate, Maul and Savage emerge from the shadows. Go ahead, Joe. <clears throat> well, uh, yeah, you want me to read my uh, next thing here, or uh, you want some commentary there? 
Oh, uh, no, you can give commentary. Okay, yeah. yeah. What an entry for a pair of Sith, huh? Yeah, go ahead and stab the droid there and uh, and uh, <laughs> come out from the shadows. Love it. Uh, Maul uses the Force to choke Jiro, but stops short of killing him. With Jiro's undivided attention, Maul and Savage make the pirate an offer. They will spare his life and make him rich if he swears allegiance to them. Jiro agrees to work for the Sith Brothers, betraying his former leader, Hondo Onaka, and offers to bring more men into their service. Uh, yeah, sure. If the if the price is right, why not? Uh, uh, sure. Uh, you know, as, as uh, the Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase, used to say, every person has their price. <laughs> and uh, oh, I, I think yeah. this, this uh, kind of falls along those lines there. Yeah, anybody can be bought off, especially in uh, Star Wars, huh? Oh, yeah, definitely. Let's listen to uh, a little clip of what uh, we're talking about here. Do you want to live? Yes, very badly. <coughs> we will make you rich. Your skills and talents could serve us well. The choice is yours. You're, you're hiring us. What kind of Jedi are you? We are not Jedi. We are lords. Crime lords. We work for Ondo. You ought to pay us really well to get us to betray him. Money is of no object for men like us. You will have all that you desire and more if you pledge yourselves to me. All right. I'm tired of working for Hondo anyway. I'll call up a couple of boys and see if they join us. And again, like I said earlier, Mike, I, I'm really loving where they're taking Maul. I mean, it's like I said in the, in the last episode, uh, the season finale of season four, uh, Sam Whitworth, fantastic job. You know, I love the intelligence that, are, that they're bringing to this character. Uh, I love how he can go in and out of this rage. You know, he's talking about we are not Jedi when they when they think that they're Jedi, right? Uh, he gets pissed and then he comes right back down, you know, and just tell them, you know, what their plan is. And and he realizes he needs to use this underworld to get what he wants. So uh, some good stuff. What do you think? Yeah, Mike? excellent. And uh, and you know what? I, the other thing I noticed there, and just listening to that, the pirate uh, Jiro, that's that's Matt Landry. And uh, you would not be able to tell just by listening. So that's a oh man, he's uh, he sounds like he's trying to compete a little bit with uh, Amos <laughs> there with the with the stretching the voices, you know. I but when you're surrounded by talent like James Arnold Taylor and Dee Bradley Baker and Tom Kane, and you know that's just that's just listing a few of them. I uh, you know Corey Burton, all these guys. Uh, it, it would be difficult not to pick up a thing or two, and clearly Matt Lanter stepping up his game, uh, taking on some new characters this season, and uh, and just like blending in. Uh, you, like I said, you wouldn't know. You wouldn't know that that's Matt Lanter had they not told us at Star Wars Celebration that that was him. Um, so just an excellent, excellent job. Uh, just listening to that audio. Uh, Sam Witwer, it's sort of it's these two different qualities because Sam Witwer, you recognize that it's him, but he just he's fitting the character so well. The the performance is there. Um, you don't forget that it's Sam Witwer, but you do 
believe that it's Darth Maul at the same time. It helps that, you know, we didn't really have a lot to associate with Darth Maul previously. But just like just like Matt Lanter has for Anakin and just like uh, I, all these characters have, uh, all the all the voice actors have for their characters, uh, he is just coming in and owning that character and making it his own. So whether or not it sounds pitch perfect, just like the, the two lines that he has in the movie, um, it doesn't matter because this is this is almost uh, uh, the definitive mall. Uh, just like I, I like to think that Matt Lanter is the definitive Anakin. I mean, I, I, the, these guys just do such a great job on a regular basis. They're just so solid. So it's I'm excited to get a lot more uh, of this voice performance from from uh, from Sam Witwer going into the future. You know, Sam Witwer sounds yeah. a lot like Peter Serafinowicz, the guy who voiced Maul in uh, the, the Phantom Menace. Uh, I think he does a very, right. very good job. And uh, he's quite prolific with his voice, too. He was the emperor in, uh, uh, yeah, in Force oh, Unleashed. Yeah. And I, with uh, you know, the passing, of course, of Ian Abercrombie, I, I understand that uh, they, they have, uh, you know, of course, replaced him with someone. And they're not saying who, but I hope that it's Sam Witwer. He makes an awesome yeah. emperor. Yeah, no, that's that's a great point. I didn't even think of that. He does do the Emperor fantastic job. And like you said, Mike, kind of like like you said, Matt Lanter and Obi-Wan Kenobi, how James Arnold Taylor has kind of taken over that role. Uh, Maul's, you know, we were doing the same thing with Maul. So uh, love where they're going with this. Uh, go ahead, Mike. Uh, two more pirate vessels flank Jiro's saucer. Aboard Maul's cargo ship, Jiro is joined by two other pirate lieutenants. The first agrees to join Jiro under Maul's command, but the second, Sabo, is hesitant to to betray Hondo. Did those uh, saucers remind you of like the old uh, black and white, you know, footage we used to see on TV? Uh, I don't know if you said that, Mike. Well, Joe, like the old, uh, the old the 1950s War of the Worlds is what I was thinking. Yeah, War of the Worlds, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that weird? Yeah, same thing, just that circle. This is a saucer, you know, like a dish. And uh, the inside kind of reminded me of, dare I say, Star Trek with the... Yeah, you know, that's the exactly what and, I uh, was thinking, yeah. And, the and they had some firepower, yeah, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, yeah, it was something that jumped right out at me. I don't know if that was intentional, uh, like an intentional nod to War of the Worlds in those old uh, sci-fi movies of the past, but... Uh, uh, definite, definitely reminded me of that. Uh, at his junk-strewn base on Florum, Hondo listens to Maul's ultimatum via hologram. Maul announces that he has secured the loyalty of several of Hondo's men, and he coldly kills the lone holdout, Sabo, by running him through with his lightsaber. Hondo, who is no stranger to conflict with Force users, is not intimidated by Maul's threats. And Mike, I have to tell you right now, Joe, I think I have found a new favorite character in the Clone Wars. Hondo blew it off the roof in this episode. This dude had everything. He had comedy, he had the charismatic presence. Uh, Jim Cummings, some fantastic voice work out of him. The writing, I think I found a new favorite character, Mike. I don't know, what do you think? Uh, you know, I've been saying since season one that Hondo is one of the best characters uh, to come out of the Clone Wars. Uh, him and Cad Bane at the top of my yeah. list for new characters. And, uh, and that, like you said, <clears throat> this episode just cranks him up to 11 and man, we sat there in the premiere and I think I may have even leaned over to, to Steve or Steve leaned over to me at one point. One of us said, Hondo's going to die. Like this, 
<laughs> like they're sending him out with a bang. Um, now we'll see. We'll see as we get into the recap what Hondo's fate was. But uh, but yeah, man, they just they crank him up to the point you think you think this guy like this is it. They're gonna send this character off style, and uh, you know all that Hondo's been through. Uh, he's gonna down a couple of Sith because you know he uh, this is this is the pirate that managed to capture not Count Dooku, okay, but Obi-Wan Kenobi and Anakin Skywalker as well. Okay? And he only made one fatal mistake. He put them all in the same cell together. See, that that was just a silly, silly mm-hmm. but uh, But he managed to capture all three of them nonetheless without force powers. So much like everybody looks at Han Solo and says, you know, he manages to keep up with Jedi and and whatnot, uh, and he doesn't have any special abilities. But uh, man, Hondo is right there too. He, he doesn't care. He doesn't care that these other people are much more powerful than he is. He's not intimidated by them, which is one of the things that I just love about the character. He's just he always has an angle, and he's always going to find his way out of it. Like he, he's like a cockroach. He's he's a little bit different get rid of <laughs> yeah well he has so many great lines and funny lines i mean he starts it off with this one he's about he, he's talking about his uh his group there and he's all i'm so proud you know he's i'm so proud but i'm so betrayed you know he has all these great lines like this and we'll get to some more his best line is coming up i think everybody will agree to this and unfortunately i i don't know what i was thinking i didn't grab the audio for that but we'll talk about it uh when we get there um I think we're at you, Joe. Yeah, yeah. I was just going to say Hondo, voiced by Jim Cummings, yeah, of course. Uh, another very yeah. prolific and very talented voice actor. Of course, he's Winnie the Pooh and, and uh, Tigger. And, uh, you know, and he brings all, all of that skill to Star Wars. And Hondo, yeah, after I saw this episode, I became an instant fan of Hondo Anaka. Although I still don't see what Aura Singh sees in him. Um, but uh, <laughs> all right, the Jedi shuttle yeah. approaches floor. Uh, let me redo that here. A bit tongue-tied there. Uh, the Jedi shuttle approaches floor. Florum and Obi-Wan contacts Hondo via hologram. The pirate captain is livid at such Jedi business once again spilling into his operation, and he insists that Kenobi help him. Obi-Wan can't do anything about Hondo's traitorous pirates, but he does agree to deal with the Sith. Uh, indeed, uh, because after all, I, I think, uh, well, even though it's not part of uh, Maul's plan, perhaps, for the Jedi to be there all of a sudden, nevertheless, uh, Maul does want Kenobi uh, dead, and, uh, and Kenobi knows this, and so, uh, well, I I think that uh, uh, Kenobi is ready to bring the fight to Maul. And, and uh, I, I remember watching yeah. the episode right there at that moment. I thought, good, this is the fight that we want to start <laughs> season five with. And uh, and I think uh, yeah. Filoni realized that. Well, let, let's introduce season five with what everyone wants to see. Maul and Kenobi duking it out. That's that's what we want. We don't want to have to wait a whole nother season for that to happen again. No, we're going to start it off right away. Absolutely. No, no. Yeah, taken ahead. away from the the upcoming story of Onderon, uh, which it looks like it's going to be excellent. Uh, actually, is that the next story? Fronts, yes. yes. Uh, um, it, whatever the, the the season premiere would have been, it would have been dwarfed by uh, everybody saying, "Yeah, but what's going on with Maul? What's going on with Saj Ventress?" Uh, to answer at least one of those questions, and uh, you know, in a minute, we're going to get to. Uh, a very sounding answer but uh, yes. i mean th- there is no other way to to kick off a season uh th- this has to be one of the best season previews uh, uh of the of the series so far but uh 
Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Go ahead, Mike. A pirate fighter ship strafe Hondo's compound with laser fire, clearing the way for larger saucers and Maul's freighter to land. As far as Hondo is concerned, this is a war. Uh, he rallies his loyal pirate forces to attack the traitors. As the pirates clash, Maul and Savage see the Jedi shuttle land nearby. Maul laments that his plan is only getting started and that, he is too soon, that it is too soon for the Jedi to become involved. The brothers ignite their lightsabers and attack the Jedi. Maul engages towards Obi-Wan while Savage battles Adi Galea. And like you said, Joe, this is what we were waiting for, jumping in to some Jedi, Sith, two-on-two two, uh, lightsaber action. I'm on board. I'm loving every minute of this. Um, this is what, like you said, this is what we wanted to see, oh, Joe. Oh, yes. I think? relished every microsecond of this. This this was absolutely <laughs> what I wanted. And I had my uh, popcorn in one hand, my soda in the other, and I was sitting back in my chair going, yes, yes. Why did I not see this at <laughs> Celebration 6? This would have been, I'm sure you guys were on your feet applauding, demanding to see more. This is what we love. Savage uses a powerful force push to hurl Adi into a large piece of wreckage. Galia is dazed from the immense impact, leaving Savage with a perfect opportunity to strike. He lowers his head and charges, ramming his large horns into the Jedi Master's chest. <laughs> Obi-Wan cries out as his wounded ally falls to the ground, and he watches helplessly as Savage finishes her off by impaling her with his lightsaber. Poor Adigalia. <laughs> the Sith One <laughs> Jedi Zero. <laughs> hey, did anybody else think that... Um, was anybody else confused by that? Because at first I thought, wait a minute, didn't she die in Episode 3 on the speeder bike? But then I was thinking, what, oh, no, isn't... I guess that was Stasa Lee... Uh, Mike, maybe you can help me out with that. That's, is that correct? That is correct. Uh, okay. Okay. Who, who dies? Um, I believe the reason for that being that they they uh, they recast the part in episode. I don't know if it was episode two or episode three, but uh, they uh, they essentially they created another character who looked exactly like Addie Galia, but a bit different, mm -hmm. just like slightly different. Um, and that became Stas Ellie, uh, and she's the one who dies <clears throat> yeah, during Order 66. Uh, and Addie Galea, I don't know if there... Uh, I, well, okay, let me say this. I'm sure that there is somewhere uh, an EU story uh, that, that depicts her death, uh, because, you know, everybody's always keen to, to fill in those plot holes. Uh, when when we go ahead and, and you know uh, uh, create comics and novels and all that sort of thing, um, but I uh, yeah, uh, sorry I was just a little bit distracted. I'm trying to read through the uh, the Wikipedia while I say this, but <laughs> yes, she she with we assume that she was dead because she was a a master on the council, and then she's replaced by this other. Jedi Master on the Council. Um, but yeah, now uh, Wikipedia just has has uh, has her death as, as this episode. So uh, I'm not seeing any other... Okay, here we go. She was originally killed off in Star Wars Obsession number five, uh, but her death was later overridden by Star Wars The Clone Wars. Uh, so yeah, there you go. 
Uh, Leland, keeper of the Holocron continuity database, provided confirmation that any parts of the comic relating to her death should be treated as non-canon. So there you go. (laughs) Darth Retcon strikes again. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Hey, but you know what? I'll tell you what. This is what I love. You know, I'm a lightsaber guy. Everybody who listens to the show knows. Um, I would have loved to have heard some maybe classic music in there. I'm, I'm always going to say that. Even though I like some of the stuff they do with the music, it, it's never going to replace uh, hearing some of that classic music. But be that as it may, uh, I'm digging this. I love the action. I love when they slow this stuff down. Uh, they throw a little dialogue in there. I love that kind of stuff. Subtle nods to the films. Uh, Obi-Wan, he, he, when he's walking backwards, he'll roll the lightsaber in his hand. You know, it's just little details like that that you get that remind you of, you know, takes you back to the films. Because we see Ewan McGregor do that, the, the little twirl with the lightsaber all the time. So just some, you know, again, great lightsaber action, great fighting. And and someone, we finally get that the first episode, Mike, and, and that who will fall yeah. quote, we get our first casualty audio yeah, video. Yeah. Uh, let's see where we are. Uh, with his forces being overrun by the renegades, Hondo orders a retreat. He watches as Obi-Wan struggles to fight Maul and Savage on his own and calls for the Jedi to join him. Kenobi grabs Adi's fallen lightsaber and follows Hondo into the tunnels of his outpost. I love this because Hondo is not, uh, you know, he's cunning. He's definitely brave, but he's not an idiot. So he knows when when it's time for a tactical retreat. And, and I love the yeah. aspect of his character that he looks at Kenobi and he, it's, I think it's one part friendship because Kenobi, like Obi-Wan manages a friend oh, yeah. just about yeah. anybody that he meets, right? He's just, he's got that charm. He's just, he's such a great guy that uh, I think you know, it's a hard, it's hard not to like Obi-Wan Kenobi. Um, and, and even though they've been in conflict more than once, I got Hondo just respects Kenobi as a fighter and as a person. So uh, he he, he kind of looks at him and it's begrudging because he's like, well, I could let them deal with Obi-Wan and then I'll never have to see him again and he won't be such a pain in the butt. But he's also very useful to have around. Like he's a good guy to sort of have in the back pocket and, and to have uh, owe a favor because, you know, he'll honor that. Unlike, you know, maybe some other Jedi like, you know, Anakin Skywalker, some of those others like Mace Windu who are a little bit more strict in their dealings with the underworld type characters. So, I, mm-hmm. so he kind of, it's like, well, I could let him die or I could take him with me and then he'll owe me and I'll have him you know, at, at the worst, we can use him as a distraction later if if Maul and Savage catch up to us. So so he's kind of like you can see him weighing all of these different things out before he he calls over and, and tells Kenobi to follow them. So just mm-hmm. just excellent character moments. And these are the choices that these guys make that make the show cinematic and not just a cartoon because you know you watch some other stuff and i'm a big fan of a lot of the the other uh, animated series going on right now uh particularly on cartoon network and on uh disney xd but man clone wars is in a in a league of its own like you can't say that 
uh, Green Lantern, the animated series, or the new Ninja Turtles, or uh, Avatar. Well, maybe Avatar, the last, or uh, sorry, uh, Legend of Korra is is just about where Clone Wars is at. Clone Wars, mm-hmm. it just it feels like it's leaps and bounds ahead of any other animated content on on TV. It doesn't treat it as a kid's show. It just treats it as Star Wars. And and this is one of those moments because I don't think there's a lot of other shows that would take the time to worry about their characters, uh, particularly a character like Hondo, who's just a pirate, right? I mean, the other oh, show, yeah, he'd yeah. be a fairly throwaway character, I think. But in The Clone Wars, Dave Filoni makes them one of our favorites, right? So, Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. And I think, like you said, uh, a little bit of respect they're going with now, since they've actually been in contact a few times, a little bit of respect they're going between Hondo and... And, uh, and Obi-Wan Kenobi. In the passageways of the base, Hondo and his loyal, uh, loyalists erect a tripod laser cannon to mount an ambush on the traitors. Obi-Wan agrees to draw the Sith brothers away, and he tells Hondo to collapse the tunnel behind him. Maul and Savage charge into the base, followed by their pirate forces. While Hondo and his men retreat further into the base, Obi-Wan lures the brothers away and ignites both of his lightsabers. Where are the rest of your men? They are setting up an ambush. We can't use your help. Where is the other Jedi? She's... she's dead. She's... they are too powerful for even you. I am semi-speechless. I think they went this dark. I shall draw the brothers away. Once that's done, blast the passageway closed. And leave you alone with the two crazies? Yeah, okay. <laughs> oh man, I tell you what. Love that line. I never get tired of Hondo, man. And 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 he's semi-speechless. You're never gonna find him without words. But you know what? Like I said, Mike, and like you mentioned, a little respect going on there. I mean, he even tells Obi-Wan, he goes, Wow, you know, uh, they're too powerful, even for you, he's speaking of Maul and Savage. Um, so yeah, you know, Again, some more great comments from Hondo, and you gotta love that. Though, what do you think? Oh, uh, absolutely, uh, Hondo. That, that is what made me a fan of Hondo. It wasn't the fact that he uh, yeah. is a pretty good shot with a blaster or all that stuff, or that he's some hotshot pirate in charge of a whole army of uh, other pirates. Uh, that's cool too. But no, his character, his wit, his humor. I still don't see what Aura Singh sees in the guy. I mean, face it, he's ugly. But uh, you know what? He makes up for all <laughs> of that ugliness with some uh, pretty witty stuff there. And uh, uh, yeah, the the. And I can forgive him for calling the Sith crazy. That's okay. That's all right. I can I can forgive him for that. <laughs> I think she just—he's just so charismatic. She can't. Uh, he's so charismatic that uh, uh, she can't resist that. I, I don't yeah. know. What do you think? Your turn, Mike. <laughs> uh, go ahead, Mike. Oh, I think this is actually this is Joe. Yeah, this is me. Oh, that's oh, okay. Sorry, that's all right. My that's fault, okay. Uh, I can forgive you too. That's all right. Uh, Jiro <laughs> and the Renegades turn the corner and run headlong into Hondo's turret cannon. They raise their hands in surrender. Hondo reminds his former pirates that their new Sith allies have no interest in helping them now that they have their Jedi target. Jiro and the other turncoats agree to rejoin Hondo's crew. Hondo suggests that they celebrate their reunion by pillaging the Sith's undefended cargo vessel. Yeah, yeah, right, uh, silly pirates. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Obi Wan fights with fierce intensity, holding Maul and Savage at bay. When the brothers back Kenobi into a corner, he delivers a strong kick to Savage's knee. 
the massive warrior collapses and Obi-Wan slices off his left arm with a swift saber stroke. Maul pushes Kenobi away and brings the passageway crumbling down, desperate to defend his apprentice. Maul his he retreats with his wounded brother. So if anybody has ever doubted why Obi-Wan Kenobi is my favorite character in this series, this is why. <laughs> yeah, of course. If we're going to consider canon, what? The, let's see. One, two, three. This is the fourth arm we've seen him slice off. I can't <laughs> other arms in the Clone Wars. Because I've got, I've got uh, the um, what's-her-face from Attack of the Clones, the, the shapeshifter. Cuts off one yeah. of Anakin's arms along with two of his legs. Zen Wessel. Yeah. And then he cuts off uh, Anakin's arm. Uh, the, you know, the one that hasn't been cut off yet. Uh, and then and then Ponda Baba in in uh, A New Hope. So so this one, Savage's arm brings it to four. And not to mention the fact that he cut Darth Maul in half. Now, I mean, Darth Maul came back from that. So good on him. But that doesn't change the fact that Obi-Wan managed to slice the dude in half. So, like, these are the reasons why, among many other things, of course. But, I uh, man, he is not afraid to go, you know, go for the, the at least the maim shot. He, I, he's got a little, little issue with the kill shot. He doesn't mm. seem to have the ability to just, you know, go right down the middle. Uh, actually, that, that brings up a point from earlier. Right after Savage kills uh, Adi Galea, Obi-Wan gets a little bit angry, and there's a little bit of that that uh, energy that he uses, I think, when, when he defeats Darth Maul in the first place um, after Qui-Gon dies. Uh, and I think that's why he's summoning up here. It's that, it's that, it's focus, right? Like, it's not the dark side. It's it's not anger or rage that's fueling him. He's just focused, like he, like a laser, uh, when when these guys back him into the corner. But in that moment, uh, right after Adi Galea dies, uh, Obi Wan knocks Savage down, and he does go for the kill shot on that one because he, if you look at the way that he attacks him, he doesn't make the same mistake twice with these Zabrak Sith. Instead of going mm -hmm. for the for bisecting him from uh, like horizontally, he goes for the vertical. Uh, Maul right. manages to get there in time and stops him from it. So that was one thing that I thought was really interesting, because you know every time one of these characters makes a movement, there's thought put into it by the animators and by Dave Filoni and by everybody on the crew, Joel Aaron and everybody. So uh, I have to imagine that that was a choice that they made. And uh, and following up, uh, you know, just with this fight scene, um, man, in, in the crowd, like when when we watched this at C six, the the energy level was was just off the hook. Would think mm -hmm. that that's about as intense as that crowd can get. Of course, later on we saw a uh, you know a, a clip or two. Uh, with the Elves dual wielding lightsabers against Darth Maul and Savage Opress that maybe got the energy just a couple more uh, uh, notches to the to the right, but uh, but this scene uh, within this episode was definitely was definitely the high point at Star Wars Celebration, and uh, it it was one heck of a way to kick off a season. Uh, just 
man, Obi-Wan Kenobi at his finest. That sword fighting is the best we've seen in the series so far. Uh, it's just unbelievable. And it was a it was a lightsaber move that looks completely 100% natural. I think that the movies have a little bit of an issue sometimes with that. Uh, definitely Anakin getting his arm cut off in Attack of the Clones. It, it looks very choreographed. Um, and I think a lot of that tends to to be involved with the special effects and the fact that, you know, they got to prep them with a blue sleeve. So they got to, you know, we got to cut here and then we got to jump to this and we got to do in order for this to look right. Um, and they're doing the best that they can, but because this is the clone wars and it's all CG, we have that fluidity of motion that you don't see it coming until it happens. Like Obi-Wan is halfway through his arm and you're like, Oh my goodness, that's happening. And then you can see the bone in the, 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 uh, cauterized bloody stump of Savage Opress's, (laughs) A Ren and Stimpy moment there, right? Definitely, definitely. Very cartoony, but at the same time, incredibly realistic uh, for a cartoon show. Um, and, you know, I called this, uh, I, I pointed this out to people, uh, those who are keen and, and are on our Facebook group, when we got that first uh, full trailer for season five, uh, we've already seen Dar- uh, Savage Opress with the mechanical arm. So, uh, you know, I, I knew that he was getting that arm cut, cut off at some point, but even knowing that it was still a surprise when it happened in this, which, which just is such a, uh, my hats off to, to the animators because wow, they choreographed that fight scene as well as if not better than some of the fight scenes from the films. So, you know, if this is what you've been looking for, like you're saying, Matt, you're a fan of the sword. And uh, uh, man, if that's what you're a fan of, they delivered right off the bat this season. Yeah. And and I'll tell you what, Obi-Wan can control his fear. I mean, he's going against Darth Maul and Savage. Uh, someone that dominated him, you know, years ago was Maul. Not dominated him, but had him in a very bad spot. But talk about controlling your fear. And, and you're right, Mike. I did not see that coming. Uh, I did see, however, um, there was a few shots where Obi Wan was going for the knees, and I go, "Oh, okay, he's trying to chop down this giant tree, uh, kind of chop him down from the bottom up," you know. But I did not see the hand or the arm getting sliced off coming. That was to. That was fantastic. I mean, great move. Uh, a little bit of power from Obi-Wan. and Because he's kind of known for his finesse. And just to be able to, to overpower these two, cut off the arm. Uh, wow. Fantastic. Like you said, Mike. Doesn't get much better than this. And this is only the beginning. we got another 21 episodes to go. Uh, Joe. What do you think? Uh, yeah, uh, this is something that, uh, well, I definitely want to see uh, Savage uh, more. And uh, I have uh, a theory. I'll, I'll wait until we're done with this whole uh, synopsis thing here. But I have a theory as to where, it's my own okay. theory, but I think, uh, I, uh, being a Sith, I have to predict the future. And, of course, it, it's uh, uh, the dark side clouds the vision and all that. So, it, you know, it's, it's not necessarily what's going to happen. But I have a very good theory as to how all of these characters might go. Um, but yes, uh, Savage losing his arm, I think for sure is some foreshadowing of things to come. Mm, okay, nice. Yeah, definitely. Uh, 
let's uh we're gonna finish it up here i got three more paragraphs to go as they emerge from the outpost maul and savage are fired upon by the reunified pirates and pursued by kenobi the brothers deflect blaster fire as they run for their ship but hondo manages to land a shot that tears right through one of maul's mechanical legs the crippled sith lord is helped by his maimed apprentice in a final fit of rage Maul uses the force to bring the vacant Jedi shuttle crashing down behind him, using the wreckage as cover. And Mike and Joe, here is, so far, the greatest line in the Clone Wars, possibly, arguably, in the Star Wars universe. Maul says to Hondo, uh, he will pay for his insolence. And what does Hondo say back? Insolence? <laughs> we don't, we're pirates. We don't even know what that means. <laughs> and then they go, I mean, come on. I, 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 I'm so upset at myself that I did not, have, I did not rip that. Uh, I laughed out loud. My son was watching with me. Even he thought it was funny. Uh, I mean, it was the great. I mean, so far, I'm going to say the Clone Wars. Best line. Jim Cummings, like I said before, Jim Cummings, fantastic performance. Great writing. The comedy was there. Oh man, I'm I'm loving There's it. There's only one other line that that could even come close, and it's uh, I think it's from season two with the with the brain worms. Uh, when the <laughs> that worm comes out and attacks Obi Wan and Anakin, and he steps on it, and Obi Wan says something like, I, "But I but I wanted to study that," and Anakin goes, "You can study the bottom of my boot." <laughs> Save uh, yeah. uh, Ahsoka and uh, and I think it was Barriss Ophir. Uh, yeah. so like that that's that up until now that was probably my favorite line from the entire series but now like it doesn't get more quotable than insolence we're pirate we don't even know what that word means like <laughs> that's as quotable as anything else from the star wars movies it's just such a great moment it's such a great moment for that character and that's when you think like you're like well, he's not. He's never gonna get a line better than that. He's never gonna be cooler than he is in that moment. They're gonna kill him now. Like I kept expecting Darth Maul to just like chuck a lightsaber back at him, or to like just crush him with the Force, or just something in those moments. But uh, but I, I, you know, let's let's just the cat's out of the bag now. Everybody's probably already watched it. <clears throat> Hondo survives, like against all odds. I mean. It, the guy possible to mm -hmm. kill uh, when they do eventually kill him off, which I'm sure Dave Filoni will, because he likes to kill characters <laughs> in that respect. Um, when they do kill him off, man, it's going to have to be a doozy. It's going to have to be a doozy. But you know what? I really hope that they don't ever kill him. I, I'd have to look it up on Wikipedia and see what the life expectancy of a weak way is. But uh, I'd like to think that even now he's still cruising around in the Star Wars galaxy, doing his own thing, living the pirate life. Maybe he's like just uh, maybe he's a little bit older. And, and so he doesn't necessarily leave the pirate uh, enclave, but he's got his place of honor and respect. And he just sits there and tells stories about the Clone Wars while everybody else sits around and just listens to him uh, uh, regale them with stories of how he faced down two Sith and a Jedi and lived to tell uh, tell the tale. So uh, just, I mean, he's, he is definitely my favorite uh, character created specifically for the Clone Wars. And an episode like this just shows why. Uh, I, I was in heaven with this. I mean, don't 
Paul and Savage Press, uh, Obi Wan Kenobi back, uh, and, and you know being as awesome as ever, and uh, and Hondo Anaka just just rocking the pirate attitude in this episode. So great. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely, Joe. I mean, Mike has pretty much said it best right there. I would really be upset. Uh, not upset, but I mean, it would be kind of a bummer to see this uh, this character go in this season. Hopefully, he makes it uh, all the way. Well, they can't get rid of Hondo now. Not not at least anytime soon yeah. after this. Especially now that you know, it's ever since Aura Singh and him. Not to bring her up again, but hey, I got to bring her up. Uh, they, they were a couple last season, right, or a couple seasons ago. So uh, yeah, we need to yeah. see him and Aura at least uh, one more time before Hondo goes whatever does whatever it is that they intend to do with the character. But uh, yeah. The, I would like to see some resolution as far as the relationship between uh, uh, Hondo and uh, Ora Singo, especially uh, since Slave One is still in her possession, apparently. Um, but right. uh, yeah, oh, right. uh, let's see yeah. here. Maul yeah. and Savage board their cargo ship and blast off, but Hondo orders one of his men to blast the vessel out of the sky with a rocket launcher. With their engines failing, the Sith brothers depart in an escape pod just before the cargo ship crashes down into the Florum wasteland. The pirates pick apart the wreckage, looking for treasure. Uh, Hondo assumes the Sith Lords were vaporized in the explosion, but Obi-Wan isn't convinced, knowing all too well how tenacious Darth Maul can be. Uh, yeah, yeah, Darth Maul. He's like a, uh, well, I don't know, a worm. You cut him in half and he still keeps on going. Well, what the deal here? He, he just won't die. Yeah, yeah, we like that. Yeah. <laughs> you, like Mike said earlier, you have to cut him vertically. You can't cut him <laughs> I don't know, maybe, maybe vertically won't work either. I don't know. Uh, uh, Mike, yeah. you want to finish uh, it up? Later on Coruscant, Obi-Wan, Anakin, Yoda, and Mace Windu meet with Chancellor Palpatine in his office. Obi-Wan worries that Maul is still alive and looking to stir up trouble in the criminal underworld of the galaxy. Palpatine believes the Maul matter is a uh, matter to be closed and tells Kenobi to put it behind him and focus on winning the war against the Separatists, an opinion with which Yoda reluctantly agrees. Maul was trying to build an army of pirates. So let him. Let him play with the rabble. They're just petty crooks. It is of no relevance to the Senate compared to the Separatist threat. Good day, gentlemen. Something is stirring in the underworld. The crime families have had too much free reign since the Jedi have been distracted by the Clone War. I fear it is a fertile place for Maul to flourish if he has indeed survived. Mm. Right, you may be, Obi-Wan, but heed the words of the Chancellor. We must. A personal matter, this is for you. Clouded, your judgment may be. In time, if he lives, reveal himself again, Maul will, and then, swiftly, we shall act. And a nice close to this episode, Mike. Uh, Palpatine is back. Uh, it's good to see him again. And he reminds Obi-Wan that, hey, forget about Maul, but obviously he's, uh, you know, he's probably acting a little more like Sidious there. And, and I like how Obi-Wan mentions that the crime families are running free while the Jedi are tied up in the Clone Wars. And, and, and Yoda kind of agrees with this, and, and it's kind of letting the, the outer rim and... Some of these crime families kind of run rampant now because the Jedi are just, they're all tied up in this war and they can't, there's no peacekeeping going on, really. But uh, what do you think about this, Mike? What do you think about Palpatine uh, 
He's telling Obi-Wan, and Yoda agrees, hey, forget about Maul. You know, we'll deal with him in time. He's nothing that we need to concern ourselves with right now. Uh, let's worry about the war. Do you think that Palpatine is trying to get Obi-Wan off of that so he can deal with 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 uh, Maul and kind of shut him up before, you know, maybe he mistakenly says something he's not supposed to? Yeah, do I, I, th I think that, that Palpatine uh, wants to deal with this himself. So uh, he's trying to convince the, the Jedi to keep focused on the war uh, and, and, you know, uh, just let let Maul uh, go for now because it's it's one of those things and and I think with them not not expecting him yet of being a Sith Lord uh, or or being involved with the Sith uh, at all that I it just uh, from a from a leadership standpoint what he's saying is true uh, and and uh, and very like really really astute uh, that that. Uh, Kenobi's got personal history, and he's that that may be clouding his judgment. Um, and that Darth Maul is nothing more than than I mean, nowadays you would just be like, well, he's he's just a terrorist, right? Uh, he, mm. he he's no he's definitely a threat to the safety of the uh, of the citizens of the Republic, but he's not a larger threat than Dooku and the Separatists who are actively waging war the republic so um it's like i always say the thing with palpatine that makes him such a great and compelling character is that his lies are always based on truth uh if, if you notice he doesn't lie to anybody that i can think of in in, in the films all he ever does is tell half truths or sometimes withhold some of the information um, he can is Anakin to to turn to the dark side without ever lying to him, right? Uh, except right at the end when he tells uh, Anakin that that he killed. Uh, but other than that, uh, I can't think of a time when when Palpatine lies. Uh, he generally tells the truth, but bends it to his will. Uh, that that's the the best lie. The best decisions are based on truth. I think Palpatine's entire existence as the uh, uh, chancellor is a lie. Uh, he's so good at lying, in my opinion, that uh, he makes it look like the truth. Uh, what a very skilled uh, Sith Lord he is. Um, but, uh, yeah, it will be interesting. I mean, we know because the uh, promos are out there that Palpy is going to uh, confront Maul and, uh, and Savage at some point. And that little smirk there at the very end, the very final uh, scene there in uh, this episode is... Uh, well, I think it foreshadows that. He, he he has plans, and he wants to take care of business the Sith way. And I am looking forward to that, and that might actually throw a bit of a monkey wrench into my little theory I was talking about. You see, I think, my, my brutal theory, because, you know, I'm the brutal one. Everything that I do is brutal, you know. Uh, my my, my brutal course, yeah. theory is that, you see, uh, Maul, who wants um, uh, to, to, of course, off Obi-Wan Kenobi, isn't going to get the chance in the end because, well, uh, eventually I think uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi is going to be preoccupied with uh, uh, Asajj Ventress. I, I think so. And that is going to free up a confrontation between uh, Maul and Savage against Anakin 
Anakin and Soka. Um, Anakin and Ahsoka. I think so because uh, uh, there. I think it sets up an interesting fight. We know that something has to happen to Maul and Savage, and something has to happen to Ahsoka. Whether they live and go mm-hmm. off into uh, somewhere else in the galaxy, or they're offed altogether, uh, because otherwise, I think there would they would be in Revenge of the Sith. Um, and clearly, at the Revenge of the Sith, at the very beginning there of ROTS, Anakin is in his starfighter, and he seems to be reminiscing about his lost apprentice. He has that look in his eyes that he's kind of sad about something, like he misses Ahsoka. That's what I think. And I think that sometime mm. in this season, and this is my theory, I'm, I'm probably way wrong, but hey, my dark sider, deal with it. Uh, I, I think that uh, <laughs> Anakin and Ahsoka are going to be conf- are going to confront Maul and Savage. And I, I think that it's going to go something like this. Savage uh, is, uh, well, let's see here. No, 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 no. Uh, Ahsoka Tano is going to uh, kill Savage Press. I think so. And maybe in a fit of uh, revenge uh, for his killing of Adigalia. That's what I think. And then, and then Maul mm-hmm. uh, is going to kill Ahsoka Tano. And then Anakin Skywalker, very fittingly, is going to kill Darth Maul. That's what I think. I think that... The future Darth ah. Vader is going to off Darth Maul, and uh, the Sith torch will be passed. That's what I think. And of course, Palpy is going to be there in the background, approvingly looking on. That's what I think. Yeah. Uh, Interesting. Yeah. So you don't think Obi Wan's going to get a chance to to finish what no, he started? No, no. He's going to be t- too preoccupied with a Ventress, and they can finish that that uh, her off however they want to. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That, that's what I think. I see. Nice. Good. Nice theory. I like that. Man, there's so many ways, and just uh, man. Who knows? Tell you what, that's a tough job at this point is to have the the responsibility of deciding what's going to happen to her because she's one of the ones that everybody's wondering about right now. So, uh, Mike, I think that uh, as we wrap up this episode, for me, uh, it had the comedy, had the great action, had some great stuff. I mean, arms lopped off, chests were bursted by lightsabers. Uh, Everything that I love in Clone Wars, I think for me, as a season premiere goes, this has got to be tops for me. How did it rank with you? I, yeah, you know what? I, I, I think my previous favorite season premiere was uh, was the season two premiere. Um, two. With, uh, I think that's Holocron Heist. I, mm-hmm. but, uh, but yeah, this definitely does it. This this is, this, it's not quite my favorite episode but it may be the best episode i my favorite episode's probably always going to be trespass i don't think anything's ever going to come along and knock that out of there i Mm -hmm. but this is definitely the i think it's the best episode of the clone wars that we've seen yet um it it definitely delivered all the promises from last season uh it it promised us a whole lot more for this season and possibly continuing on past this season. Uh, it developed characters. It, it developed the storyline of the Republic as a whole and, and the Clone Wars as a whole. Uh, and uh, it had excellent, like you said, it got the comedy, it's got the action, it had the heart. Uh, it's got everything that you want out of an episode of the Clone Wars. So I am... Yeah beyond excited for the rest of this season i mean we've got another episode uh coming up uh, at the end of this week and i cannot wait because everything we saw at star wars celebration everything that we've we've heard uh everything that that we saw in this season premiere um 
this promises to be the best season of the series yet. And, uh, and I think that everyone's going to walk away from season five with some definite standout favorite moments. I, I mean, just to count a few coming up, we've got, uh, Onderon being revealed, uh, in the clone wars. I, uh, so the first time in, uh, in, in true canon, um, for that planet, uh, we've got a Mandalorian, war going on we've got anakin confronting his dark side we've got uh embo returning uh we've got asajj ventress coming back and uh facing ahsoka uh which which goes into my theory for what's going to happen with ahsoka um she may become one of those gray jedi uh one of those Hmm ones that kind of, you know we've got a republic commando speaking of people who kind of walk that line whether they're with the good guys or not with the good guys but not necessarily with the bad guys um yeah i mean we've got like the the droid episodes leading up to that republic commando episode i uh, and geez that feels to me just like the first half of the season uh maybe maybe some of those episodes will, will pop up in the second half of the season because we're going to get a lot of four part but uh, but we are in store for some great stuff this year, uh, and, and yeah. I, man, like I say, going into every season, it's the things that are going to surprise us that I'm always looking forward to the most. Uh, the things that we don't see coming, stuff like Obi Wan Kenobi and Mandalorian armor, which we see coming until we saw that clip just uh just before star wars celebration um and uh you know the uh, a republic command joining the battle and all these sorts of things that that have been revealed if that's what they're showing us just think about the stuff that they haven't showed us yet right and that so excited oh, yeah. for season five and what we've got in store for us and and uh, what we've got in store for for our fifth season of of front lines to talk about uh, it's gonna be a good season not just on the clone wars but also for us because we're gonna have a lot to discuss it's it's gonna be good uh we're looking forward Definitely. to yeah uh, joe final thoughts on this episode uh, was it this this the best uh, season premiere for you? Or uh, this you is definitely the best season premiere episode I have seen, of course. I, I love it. Uh, this is uh, one of, I would say, one of my all-time favorite uh, Clone Wars episodes ever. Of course, Landing at Point Rain is tops on my list, but uh, you know, on all of the Boba episodes, those are those are all the tops there. But uh, this one ranks up mm-hmm. there. I love it. I definitely uh, got everything I wanted to see, including some Jedi death. Uh, you know, of course, you know my, my favorite battle oh, yes. scene, other than the Hoth battle is uh in the movies is uh the geonosis battle in episode two and and uh because you know them jedi get offed and and, and uh, this the, therefore this uh, uh i'm sorry poor adigalia she had to enter the netherworld of the force and uh, very fittingly so uh via the horns of savage Press and the tip of his blade uh that is what i like to see and so definitely uh, this episode uh it ranks uh i would say probably number five on my list of all-time favorite clone wars episodes Outstanding. And I do have to mention before we hit the mailbag, uh, Mike, they brought back uh, this new form of commentary, which is fantastic. I don't know if you got a chance to see it. Uh, Dave Collins host, and he had Dave Filoni and Sam Whitworth talking about Maul and uh, his return. It's about a five-minute video on StarWars.com. So the commentaries, it looks like, are going to be back for each episode. 
So if you haven't seen those, go check that out. I think you won't be disappointed. Did you get a it chance did, to see yeah. that? Yeah, uh, very exciting. I posted okay. a link over there on our Facebook page so that everybody could uh, be notified because that's, sort of, that's one of those things that I think that they kind of tend to hide from us when they do them. Uh, it's not really publicized that when they go out of their way to, to do a commentary or anything like that. So it's really nice to see those back. Um, it was definitely missed the last season or so. I, without, you know, sort of that insight, we got a little, a few things last year, but uh, hopefully they, they keep it up and hopefully that they do a commentary for, for every episode this season. I would. I would yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. It was, it was really good. Good, uh, good conversation. So uh, let's head on over to the mailbag. Wait a minute. Play back the entire message. Where are those transmissions you intercepted? He is carrying a message from an Obi-Wan Kenobi. I was beginning to wonder if you'd got my message. I saw part of the message. You... I seem to have found it. So, Mike, we got an email from uh, Joshua who was at the front lines. 100th episode in C6. Uh, do you want to take uh, this one? Go, go ahead and read Okay. I'll read it, and then you can, you can kind of comment. Uh, this is from Joshua. He writes, I just finished listening to your 101st episode. I was very disheartened to hear that you were let down by your 100th episode panel. I was in the audience that night, and I had a much different experience. I had listened to your podcast in the past, though I must confess not regularly, and was excited to see your name on the program. I had a blast, and so did Donovan. The banter was funny, and the tangents were enjoyable. I had to stop myself from joining in more often, reminding myself that I was an audience member and not a co-host. I did manage to sneak in a comment about Alderaan or something. I don't remember. Donovan challenged someone's love for R2-D2. At the end of the panel, you gave, uh, you gave him a shirt, which he proudly wore the next day. It was a great memory, and one that I relived weeks later when I listened to the 100th episode when it was released in audio form. Because of your panel, I am now subscribed to the Wampus Lair podcast, and you have gone from an occasional listen to never miss an episode. Don't worry about the crowd of the room too much. You were a fan panel, and I've heard horror stories where less than a dozen people showed up, or even worse, only a few people showed up and slowly leave. You did great. Hey, great to hear from somebody who was at the panel and appreciated uh, what was going on there. I was there via Skype, but Mike, you were there handling all the duties for front lines. Um, and I can understand maybe, you know, we all want, you know, we all want to have a packed room every time. But it's nice to hear that someone had a great experience, got a T-shirt and uh, is a subscriber to the podcast. Yeah, now. yeah. I just, I, I, we got this email from, from joshua uh, yesterday and i just thought it'd be really good to include it um because i think i listening back i was probably a little bit harsh um in my uh sort of my assessment of, of how that went with the panel but uh you know it's like i, I always try and be really honest with the listeners i uh, just sort of be be upfront and and you know not try and uh, you know hide things or or uh or change my opinion just to, to make people happy or to sound positive. So uh, coming out of that panel, I definitely felt like it could have gone better, uh, like we could have been a little bit more organized, like the technical stuff could have gone off a little bit better. And, uh, and I feel like those things uh, brought down the energy in the room a little bit and, and, and affected 
the the overall feeling of the panel but uh, but I'm glad that you know I, I heard from 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 Joshua. I heard from uh, uh, Dave. Uh, well, Dave was there at the panel, and, and and afterwards he said that it was great, and and uh, everybody that was on the panel uh, really really enjoyed themselves. So I uh, you know it, it was just uh, just my feelings. I think I probably give myself a harder time than anybody else because obviously uh, being the one who created the podcast, I, I take it. Uh, fairly seriously and and uh and and uh want to see it do its best uh not just for me but but for matt kyle for tim uh for for all of our our podcast posse friends uh everybody out there carl and and jason and uh and riley bethany and steve um so i really wanted the opportunity to get in front of people and promote uh all of the podcasts uh, that we are uh, officially and unofficially associated with, sort of in our little network of, of people, and uh, it it it's really great to hear that not only is is uh, Joshua never going to miss an episode of Frontlines, but now he's also subscribed to the Wampas Layer. Um, I would suggest adding uh, the Star Wars report to that to that uh, uh listening cue and uh and obviously geek out loud and if you're a fan of smallville uh the starkville house of Elle is back with uh, reviews of the of the smallville comic uh the digital comic and and uh, i can't i can't uh promote those guys enough because uh, if you if you like what we're doing i uh, i think i think most of them do a better job than we do we're uh you know, well, we kind of goof off, shoot from the hip. There's a lot of mistakes in these episodes. <laughs> you know, a Dark Empire Radio and Saber Chats, of course, are a couple of good ones. I know the guy that does those uh, podcasts very well, and I highly recommend them as well. They're very good material there. Yeah. 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 Had to throw don't forget the, those. Had don't to forget those. The Sarlacc Pit podcast. There's, oh, yeah, yeah, I know that guy too, yeah. There's the one guy, Chris, I don't mind him, but that other guy on that podcast, <laughs> he's so yeah, nauseous, uh, unbelievable like... and his theories and stuff are always so brained and ridiculous. but uh yeah um, <laughs> podcast that, that you know what this is the thing that i think there used to be an attitude on the internet that i uh, you had to pick a place and that was your place you kind of had to camp out it's kind of like the console wars back in the day uh you know sega genesis versus the nintendo or super nintendo i should say um I, I feel like there used to be an attitude of that, but going to Star Wars Celebration, uh, it feels like that's gone. Uh, people have a lot of time to listen to podcasts. Uh, they, they listen to them, you know, while they're at the gym or, or driving to and from work or, in my case, at work, um, all that sort of thing. And there's room for all of us out there. So uh, I, I just like to embrace that and think of us as a, as a, a larger network of, of fan podcasts. And uh, there's no reason why you should listen to or not listen to any podcast. It just, you know, it's all out there. It's all free. It's all, it's all good, depending on what you're into, right? I mean, uh, obviously, it goes without saying the Force cast, uh, I, you know, um, uh, EU Cantina is out there. Like there are so many podcasts, we can never miss them all. Uh, we're always missing somebody. 
So, uh, you know, I, I, I just love being a part of the community. And uh, that was the biggest thing that we got to do with the panel was bring uh, all of our friends up there and say, hey, you know, you, you stop by to check out the Frontline panel. I, you know, these are some other podcasts that you should check out. So, uh, so definitely check out Dark Empire Radio. I'm going to be checking. Um, D.E.R. and Saber Chats, uh, very good. But, you know, Mike and Matt, I have to commend the both of you. Uh, you take, aside from keeping it clean, I mean, there are so many podcasts out there that are explicit. It's, uh, you know, it's it's uh, terrible. But, you know, there are so many family-friendly podcasts out there like this one uh, and, and D.E.R. and Saber Chats and The Force Cast and Sarlacc Pit and so many others, Wampa's Lair. Uh, but you take, aside from keeping it clean, which is commendable in and of itself, you take a 22-minute show, The Clone Wars, and you turn it into to two hours of commentary. I could never do that. You do the impossible. <laughs> and uh, it, it is a lot of fun. Uh, this is actually my first experience with uh, Frontlines. I've listened once or twice before, you know, uh, uh, probably uh, less often than Josh was there. But uh, you know what? I like this. I think I'm going to subscribe too. You guys are amazing. Yeah, right you on. Go. We got another one. Nice. <laughs> uh, that's, hey, we, that's what we needed. Just one a day. That's all we asked. No. Hey, and like you said, Mike. What other podcast is going to have their own panel and then invite their friends up? You know, because that's what it's all about, man. We love all of us, that big group. We just love uh, the wars and talking about it and helping each other out. So that was a uh, that was great, great thing. And, and I know obviously Joshua had a great time, too. So that's cool. And he got a T-shirt right on. Um, but before we get on out of here, guys, we got to find out what's going on next week. On the Clone Wars, Anakin, it's called a war on two fronts. Anakin Skywalker and his crew train rebels on Onderon, who are planning to seize control of the capital from the uh, from the king. And here's a quick preview. On next week's all new episode of Star Wars: The Clone Wars. Identify yourselves. We're friends. Jedi. Anakin, Obi Wan, and Ahsoka are tasked to train a rebel force. What is that? Troy! These new fighters better learn fast. Take cover! Because this is going to be one heck of a fight. Star Wars The Clone Wars. New episode next Saturday morning at 9.30, 8.30 Central. Wake up with the heroes. Most impressive. Only on Cartoon Network. So that's what's coming up this actually this week, this coming Saturday morning for your Saturday morning cartoons, A War on Two Fronts, which was originally supposed to be the season premiere, Mike. But, um, you know, they talked about how this season was going to be a lot of arcs, but I guess the first one was just uh, a one-off, it sounds it looks like, maybe? Correct me if I'm wrong. Anakin's most impressive at the end of that trailer. Yes, he did. And I am so excited. I am. <laughs> this series of I think is it three or four episodes I think it's three episodes this arc I man Onderon just anybody who read the Tales of the Jedi stuff anybody who's a fan of that stuff from way back in the day this is this has been a long time coming to see it realized sort of in, in 3D or in, in a real space or anything like that uh, it's been the subject uh, of comics and i think it's maybe even featured in some novels but i don't think that we've ever seen it in a video game or or anything animated or definitely not in live action so see it mm-hmm. uh in, in just the the clips that we got to see at star wars celebration were phenomenal and uh, there i can tell you for sure there's some excellent 
stuff coming in these episodes. Uh, to see it realized so and and to, to just, man, the level on which they are producing these episodes now is staggering. It's amazing. I'm watching, like I, I mentioned them before, uh, Green, Lan- Green Lantern, the animated series, and the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles series, both uh, computer animated. And Tron Uprising is another one in there uh, that's computer animated. Uh, they're all following in the footsteps of the Clone Wars. But Clone Wars has this seven-year head start on all these shows. Um, and it's it's very evident because... Uh, If you go on forums, you listen to the internet, the thing that people are complaining about the most with these shows is that they look really barren. There's not a lot of life to them. Uh, The the character models are a little bit sparse when it comes to anybody but the heroes, uh, or even in the case of Green Lantern, the heroes themselves. But I... Just a word to the... just, just, Just putting this out there for anybody who's watching those shows or who has put off watching those shows uh, because they, they don't think they're up to the quality of something like the Clone Wars. It took the crew at Lucasfilm Animation seven years to get to this point where they had enough assets uh, and enough uh, knowledge and, and uh, expertise to put together something like Onderon, which has new vehicles, new characters, new animals, new beasts of burden, all sorts of crazy stuff. Just for three episodes, uh, but those other shows will get there. So uh, if you're watching a computer animated show, and and you know you're kind of going, ah, oh, this isn't that exciting. You know, there's not that much going on. They use they're using that planet again. Think back to season one of the Clone Wars. Think how many times we saw those flying uh, the the manta ray m- m- space monster things from uh from the second episode of the season i think we saw the mm-hmm. first episode the second episode the third episode and onward <laughs> used in different ways and and we return to planets and all that sort of thing so i it's just it's amazing that we're at this point with the series and those other shows are going to get to that point if if everybody gives them a chance so and that's those are recommendations by the way just in case anybody wasn't reading between the lines you could be watching all shows the clone wars i uh, um rising green lantern the animated series and the new ninja turtles series that just started last week they are all awesome they're awesome for different reasons and in different ways and obviously clone wars is the best but you check them all out for sure yeah i know you were talking about uh you're pretty happy with the ninja turtles one so uh Cool. I mean, I remember picking up Turtles when it was Eastman and Laird's comic book, long, long time ago. But uh, sounds like you were pretty happy with the uh, animated series that's out now. So, so good stuff, man. Uh, that's gonna do it for this week, Joe. Thanks for coming on, man. We had a great time having you on. I uh, hope you enjoyed it and let everybody know where they can find you one oh, more time. Well, I enjoyed it, too. I had a great time. Thanks for having me. Uh, they can find me at www.thedarkempire.org. Click on Dark Empire Radio or just click on uh, uh, go to you know on iTunes. Look for Dark Empire Radio. Same thing with Saber Chats. Go to saberguild.com or uh, look up uh, Saber Chats. Just Google that or find Saber Chats on iTunes. Outstanding, Mike. Take us out. What do we got uh, for people to get in touch Thank with you, us? Thank you, Joe, for coming on. Uh, 
uh, just a note to anybody out there if you're uh, uh willing to to pony up a hundred bucks to be on our on our show we're glad <laughs> to make any money from joe that all went to to trivia from a galaxy far far away which you can pick up on amazon and i highly recommend that you head over there and you do that um but you know anybody else wants to be on an Frontlines, the Clone Wars podcast. Uh, you just shoot shoot us an email, and and uh, here's how you can do that. You can head over to clonewarspodcast.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash clonewarspodcast. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash clonewars, and you can send all your comments, questions, and feedback, uh, and you know checks uh, for for uh, <laughs> to mail at clonewarspodcast.com. So uh, thank thank you everybody for listening. Thank you to all of our new listeners. Uh, ever since we got announced as a panel at the Star Wars Celebration, I, I can't help but notice our download numbers jumping up. So hopefully you all like what you've heard and you're going to stick around. Uh, thanks for listening. We'll see you next week on Frontlines, the Clone Wars podcast. See you guys next week. Well, another close to another wonderful show. Obi-Wan Kenobi here saying thank you for listening to Frontlines, the Clone Wars podcast. Brought to you, of course, by StarWarsDaily.com. The force is strong with you all, and it will be with you always.